Scarpins Audio. Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello, folks. Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity. It's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Boy. It is John Boy time. I am here joined by the glorious, the majestic, statuesque football player, Aaron <laughs> Joseph Pita. Dude, I'm just one of the inglory hole bastards. Yeah. Oh, that's very God, good. That's, that's good. Mm. Oh, I like that a lot. We're wearing the same clothes as last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't slept. Well, yeah. and we, seven days up. Nor will we ever. Not until you come. <laughs> <laughs> Not until Armageddon. <laughs> Aaron Joseph Peter. Hey. How are you, buddy? <laughs> feeling good, feeling great, feeling fine. How are you? I uh I feel great. Um <sighs> Yeah. Nice. Get that out. Yeah. Get that out. <laughs> the demons. Yeah. Uh to your right, my left, of course, is handsome Matt Brousseau handling the rack on tour of the evening. Yes, the conclusion. The epic conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This week mm-hmm. of the Dallas Cowboys saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, folks, uh check out the Etsy store. We do have t shirts, fifteen dollars on sale. They, you're gonna look really hot. You're gonna like the way you look, I Aaron P it. Um and uh, uh, check us out on Patreon. Extra episode um, a week. They have been fire lately, according to Aaron Joseph. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, uh, hit us up on, on the social meds. But for now, listen, uh, get into um, Matt's conclusion of okay. the Dallas Cowboys. So when we last left off, uh, the Cowboys had just won their second Super Bowl. Uh, in two, and fired in, the manager. In two years, yes. And... Uh, <laughs> Their owner, Jerry Jones, was tired of Jimmy Johnson, the coach, uh, the getting all the credit. The J.J. Wars. For the winning. And Bring so, me Spider-Man! <laughs> uh, and so, uh, uh, after a, a drunken night, presumably he'd been thinking about it for a while. Um, they'd been buttonheads heads for a bit. Uh, he uh, he, he uh, decided to hire his old coach and friend Barry Switzer. Mm-hmm. Scandal-ridden man. Uh, man who loves butt play. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the doctors. Probe. The doctors. I mean, he. I don't think he was that much older than uh, Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones. I uh, guess he was a young coach when he coached him. You know, he yeah, he a, just had good prostate health. He was an assistant coach. Yeah, he, he was, was an just proactive. Coach, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he was a Get a finger up there. Yeah. Root around. And uh, around so, that. Jimmy Johnson was out. Uh, but, but first, I, I want to... Um, Tell you a little backstory about um, a couple a couple people mm. uh, because I think it is laws like in the in the debauchery of what is going on. Mm. I think we need to remember that um, if you listen to the last episode, we heard a lot of hard partying, a lot of dicks out, mm, a lot of ejaculation, yeah. a lot of uh, infidelities, uh, mm. a lot of uh, recent humiliations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I think it, it's it's easy to forget, uh, even though first it's off, it's easy to forget these guys are like. 25 mm-hmm. um, and 26 and they have millions of dollars and man bodies yes, yes. and uh, it's it's giant man bodies. even though it is changing now one of my favorite aspects of sports now is the fact that in like a hundred years like half of the league will just be legacy players like the, they'll be like you know like uh, how many players in the major league major league baseball right now are the sons of 
Major League Baseball. Right, right. Mm. I think the difference is with football is that half of them won't know that their dads were in the NFL. <laughs> and that's not racist. No, well, they would know, but they might not have the well, access to their dad's uh, uh, money, maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah or their dads wouldn't know. But it's yeah. a thing that happens in Hollywood all the time where you go, oh, my God, how did this person make it? Yeah, you go, like, oh, yeah, their Their dad was a 6'7 man mountain who yeah. ran a 4240. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I, I, I mean, wonder. That, that's happening, you know, that has been happening, but I, and it's going to happen more and more. But for the most part, most of these guys are guys who came from incredibly rough circumstances. Yes. Yeah. And work their ass off. Yeah. Even though they were naturally gifted, they weren't maybe the most naturally gifted. Totally. Plenty of stories of guys who were, I mean, Herschel Walker, incredibly gifted, will not be in the Hall of Fame uh, and will forever have. But he might be a senator. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. Let's not discount the incredible amount of dedication, hard work, and um, psychopathic dedication that it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can say industrial psychology. Uh, you, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Uh, 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 As a resident industrial yeah, psychologist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, w- I would say um, we all uh, respect discipline. Without a doubt. Uh, there is a thing where to. At that level? Uh, to bring it about. We're uh, in, in abject poverty. You have none. Yeah. And, and then to roll with it mm-hmm. and then being like, oh, you know, dude, I can do fucking anything on the fucking street, mm-hmm. you know, and or, you know, or like, you know, and that's, you know, uh, the, the the white like trailer trash yeah. that is like inner city, like a black kid and like anybody that's sure. gifted and they're just kind of like, and now I got to go to this fucking boot camp and stick with it. It's it. I would say is. Extra discipline, yeah, and yeah. Uh, to to really be like to go for it because it's not guaranteed. No, yeah. there's no you don't get a guaranteed contract, and then your pension doesn't kick in unless you have like uh, I think it's something like four and a half years in the league, something like yeah, that. But the, the average, average career like is three and a half yeah. years mm-hmm. in the league. So it's despite the ridiculous amount of uh, wealth, money, and fame that they give these, uh, there's a lot men, of a lot of faith they, in- that's stacked against them. Yes, yes. And, and you know, in, in, in that same vein, like Barry Bonds would say, he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm getting paid too much. How much does the owner make? Like, I'm the guy right. who's who's done." I made him team. rich. Yeah, right. I'm doing the shit. Chris yeah. Rock used to have a great bit about like you know, Shaq. Is rich. Mm. The guy that signs his checks is, is wealthy. wealthy. Yeah, that guy owns the color blue. Yeah, not right. Yeah, yeah. And and the 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 stuff those guys are doing. Not to say that anything that we've talked about there's a necessarily an excuse for it, but in the context, you know, the stuff that those owners are doing, and we will talk about Jerry Jones a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Most of that doesn't. It's uh, on this well, level. Robert where, Kraft. Yeah, it's on this level where the press. Doesn't ever get touched there it, yeah, because yeah. it's no. so high, it's above the press. Yeah, it is. It is the clouds. Yeah, it is the clouds, and um, I think uh, maybe one of the only times I ever really saw th- that sort of thing uh, being broached, as far as like you know the NFL owners things, is like was in Entourage, where they were talking about what like, the documentary Entourage. <laughs> no, no, really. I mean, but I'm saying like as like a thing about being like talking about about like potential new NFL owners was like a thing. About how it was such an exclusive club, yeah, because it was such a money fucking machine, yeah. yeah. And they vote if you if they'll let you even exactly, have a team. Yeah. yeah. It's a fucking coven, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so they but they brought that up in Entourage just to be like, 
you know, there's there is this you know next level of uh, enter, uh, entertainment uh, yeah. uh, riches. Yeah. And um, you know, no matter what, those guys never lose. Really, yeah. even if their teams but are they also they profit share. The, the, the NFL profit shares. I mean, you you don't go broke running a professional sports team in America. Yes. The system is built so you you never go broke. Yeah, especially if it's football. Yeah. Especially the other, football. the other the other leagues is a little more of a risk. But I mean, you're not if if your if your baseball team finishes last, you're not losing. Yeah, but I remember there was a big uh, a big fucking Bill Maher thing where he's going like. The yeah, NFL, most social, the, it's the most socialist the most, organization, yeah. organization in sports. Yeah. yeah, and the most successful. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the guys on the ground are always, like, uh, you know, subject to the guys at the deli being like, why don't they do that? And you yeah. go like, what the fuck did you ever do? Yeah. You and there's a never-ending crop of poor, mm-hmm. talented athletes coming up uh, with no other options. Yeah. Yes. And they will be they they're ripe to be exploited. Their yeah. bodies be exploited. Yeah, it's only within the last decade, maybe, that the NFL has started running programs and, and, for rookies, and teaching know, them how. You know, to, yeah. like the, the, and the NBA started doing it like twenty years ago. Yeah, and the stink, but like like the the way you're talked about. Yeah. Uh, the stink put on the name, and 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 you hear it more if you're if you're not a fan, which mm. I'm not. Mm. Well, like when you hear some guy going, Tony Romo, and you're going like, well, I know how he feels about him. Right, and that's the polite way to say it. <laughs> yeah, like that, that sort of thing. <laughs> or, you know, well, he's a great, he's a great uh, talking head on the Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's just a thing where you go like, oh, these guys, they fucking, they, they really bite off a lot. And they seem like they are mega wealthy, but you're right, they're not. They are rich. And you know, uh, th- you know, these other people are wealthy, and it does really exploit them. Yeah, the fucking half of the guys that wash out or don't make it or get cut or get injured and they can't walk or they have C uh, COPD or yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, because brain there's, damage. There's a lot of people that just look at them and they go like, "Oh, they're just physically gifted. Like, I, I want to, I want to tear them down." Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, so I mean, later, like my life, Michael Irvin would, um, you know, regret. You know some of the you know you know the partying and cheating and whatnot. But, I don't know, but I don't, I, know, I don't but, think he regretted. It. I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> that was the time of. But my uh, I, I, I think, I think Magic it, Johnson regretted it. <laughs> well, you don't think he did? No, not one. Not one. <laughs> Good. I hope he doesn't, man. Yeah, I hope too. he doesn't. So, uh, so, but I, I just want to briefly tell the the stories of two of, two of the Cowboys. One of them being Michael Irvin. Uh, he was uh, he was one of seventeen children. Uh, his mother had six from her first marriage. His father had two from a previous relationship, and then uh, they had nine together. Jesus mm. fucking Christ! Yeah, uh, uh, from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, nice. Um, Beach. And, Beach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was—he was, he was uh, out of all of the kids. Everybody said, "Like that's the one that's going to do something great." What number was he? Um, he Not his jersey, but children-wise. Third youngest, so he would have been four, 15. Mm. Uh, and uh, started doing 12s. He, uh, he, he, would, uh, eat, <laughs> he would eat cornflakes out of mixing bowls, and if they didn't have uh, uh, money for milk, he would use water. Nice. Better put some water on that damn shit. Uh, when they didn't have peanut butter or jelly or cheese, he would make sandwiches out of bread and ketchup or damn. bread and mayonnaise. Uh, he remembers his dad just waking up at four in the morning, four thirty in the morning, working until the sun went down, mm-hmm. and coming back. And then on the weekends, his dad was a Baptist preacher. 
Take the fucking weekend off, bro. And, uh, and, and maybe my, Jesus Christ blessed them. With sounds like he was always doing baptisms <laughs> as a Baptist preacher. <laughs> got uh, fucking seventeen kids. Uh, when uh, when he when he outgrew his shoes, his dad would just cut the tops off, and he'd walk around with his toes out. Damn, uh, bro. And his sister said, uh, uh, "I don't know if Michael ever realized how poor we really were. When you're in the middle of it, you just go along and live your life the best you can." Mm. Uh, it's kind of true. You kind of see people poorer than you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter how bad things are, you go yeah. like, ooh, that would suck. We're not poor. We're just living in poverty. Right. Yeah. Where's poverty? I want to move there. Yeah. These are sandals. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Apparently his classmates called them cat heads. I, must mm. be a Fort Lauderdale thing. Uh, they had a three-bedroom house uh, that the- uh, All seven, 20 of them lived all, in? All, yeah. Um, but Michael- 20 he, people? Michael told his mom, he said, I'm going to buy you a big house one day. I guarantee it. Oh, um, did he RMP it? Wow! <laughs> and his mom said, "If any if anybody else had any other kids said, it, I would have laughed." But I knew <laughs> I'd bleed <in> my- <laughs> Okay, <laughs> okay, number twelve. Yeah, I don't even know uh, your name. His older brother Willie's he would uh, yeah. he would make uh, Michael run five hours five miles every day, uh, and in exchange he would get him Burger King. And he said he he, he said we knew that he was special. I didn't want him to waste it. Hmm. Uh, and then waste uh, it. When uh, so the, he he started becoming a a, a, a very athletic uh, and he was a good football player. He goes to a, a private Catholic school uh, where he he becomes the best wide receiver in Florida. Uh, and he, he said, and if you're the best wide receiver in Florida, you're likely it's either Florida, Texas, or California. You're probably the best in the country. No. Yes, but the th- at that age doesn't mean that you will be the best. Uh, exactly. It could. I mean. It it weren't all the southern states the kind of baller like that like um, but it's it's traditionally for football especially because mm-hmm. you can only play it outdoors. It's Florida, Texas, and California are the football states. Got you. And baseball too, I guess. And they also have like a little bit more coin than the other ones. Well, they yeah, get, and they, large populations. And they play. They can play all year round. Too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, and when he's at this school, Irving says, "I realized there are people willing to help me. I was around kids who had plans. I said, man, this is what I've been missing.'" Uh, so he's, so he, and, uh, but then when he is, um, his first year at that school, his father gets, can- is diagnosed with cancer. Jesus. And, um, and the, the, the last time he sees him, he said, uh, Michael, I'm going home on the morning train. And, uh, at the age of 53, he died. Mm. Uh, and. Poor fella. So he, uh, is uh, like Michael, you ran away from home and went to school where, uh, where, where, uh, uh, one of the, um. Priest uh, said, uh, "We'll take care of you." So uh, he became like a ward of the church. No, or? no, he just he just felt some comfort there, and he stayed. He kept going to the school. Uh, he was recruited uh, by uh, various colleges, uh, but he he uh, he goes to Miami, um, mm-hmm. and has the best three year run in school history. Fuck. And uh, he gets picked by the Cowboys. Uh, in the, <laughs> I don't, I forget what round, but the commissioner when he was drafted called him Marsha Irvin, so I mean, the best and brightest running the sports mm, leagues. Yeah, they were really good at reading. Yeah, whatever that guy. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And uh, you know, and and his first few years of the Dallas, he he, uh, they thought he wasn't fast enough, he wasn't strong enough, um, he wasn't, he didn't catch ball well enough but eventually like 
eventually he worked. He just worked his ass off and yeah. became that. They there's a bunch of times in this book where they where the guys are saying like he wasn't the best, yeah. but he became the best yeah. because Damn. he worked harder than everybody else. Yeah, and that's one of the things that you know that just happens. That you have that. But but coming from there to get to there, and then eventually he does have enough money to buy his mom that house he's talking about. And Gucci suits everywhere. And yeah. Yeah. He, he, Michael Irvin's the real deal. Yeah. Uh, the other one I want to talk Was or is, what are you going to say? The other one I want to talk about is Barry Switzer, the uh, head coach for uh, this uh, episode. Now, that guy did the Stray Cats, right? He had that uh, swing orchestra thing. <laughs> the, Brian Switzer, the Brian Switzer Orchestra. I don't think there's any single person you can bring up that would bum me out more. Than <laughs> some fucking rockabilly bullshit. No, it was a jazz. That is from Long a- Island. <laughs> like, too much to my shame. Oh, God. He had the fucking Stray Cats strut. The Brian Seltzer Orchestra? Coming out orchestra? of Long Island. What are you from, fucking Ronkonkoma, you dickhead? Dude, you I don't even know what Ronkonkoma is. It sounds horrible. It's a town in Long Island. Like, like you know, Ronkonkoma. Nobody's got a fucking pompadour over there. Ronkonkoma <laughs> sounds like a guy who coached the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> He's a linebacker. <laughs> Dude, Ron, the, the Ronk. Yeah. The Ronk was at Oklahoma. <laughs> fucking asshole street cats. Warren Sapp dislocated his brain. <laughs> so the other one I want to talk about, Barry Switzer. Uh, he was born in uh, Arkansas. Cross it. In 1937. Uh, he grew up in a shack without electricity or running water. It was a shotgun shack. Uh, we thought mm-hmm. mentioned in the That's why Satchel he ran the shotgun episode. plays all the time. Yeah. Satchel Page episode. Uh, you, could, you, could shoot, uh, you could shoot a bullet through the a shotgun through the front door and go out the back uh, without hitting anything. Uh-huh. Uh, in a shotgun shack. He said he didn't have a telephone until uh, the house didn't have a, a phone until he was in college. Uh, he would study uh, in junior high. He would read under oil, coal oil lamps. Uh, they had battery radios because they didn't have electricity. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a uh, they had a, a um, privy out back. A privy? Yeah, an outhouse. Yeah. We've, uh, seen, we've seen Game of Thrones. Too. We know. Uh, I would say, you know, there's a... Uh, Dude, we've all been camping. I don't care about this guy's life. I'm just, no, no, no. I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally fucking kidding. We've all been camping. We've been camping. This guy just did it for an extended period of time. He just did it for I would say, uh, when, the first time I drove through uh, Alabama, Mississippi, like... You know, I've never done it. On the 10 or whatever. It was like, the the roads changed to be like... Like... Post-war Iraq, like, mm-hmm. where you were just like, oh. The interstate highway? The interstate highway, it just fell out to a point where you were like. Like two lanes. Yeah, oh, uh, but also like cr- like craggy and like bridges. You're like, mm, I'm not thrilled about this. I do. And, and I, would say, I would say maybe with the exception of West Virginia, the comparable thing. Because uh, Alabama, Alabama and Mississippi, they both have that thing of like, uh, uh Republican governors and uh, no public money. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, every, everybody lives like shit. But yeah, like you're fucking like coming out of Florida where, you know, it's decent amount of, they don't have streetlights, but the, but the road is good. Because it's federal? Um, well, no, I think also like they, they're like, all right, we'll give you a good road, but no streetlights, which right. from coming from New York, I was like, no, no where no. the fuck are the streetlights? And right. they're like, well, you got headlights in your car, don't yeah. you, dickhead? And yeah. you're like, Okay. What if there's people? You well, we don't build them. We don't build them for people to travel on. No, only no there's, cars. there's definitely not people. But when you go to like uh, Alabama, Mississippi, then you're like, "Fuck, dude! They like they don't give a shit at all. Like they're telegraphing to you as a tourist. Yeah, like yeah. you don't want to stay. Like yeah, it's get, a get, 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 out. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, but with the exception, I, I, I would say of uh, West Virginia, 
Arkansas might be the other one that is like mm. just the, the, the kind of like, yeah, one of the like brokest states and yeah. like, you know, like it, it is wild that Clinton came out of there and, yeah. and shit. Like it's, it's little rock. Um, Not big rock. There's <laughs> just, you don't hear a lot of Arkansan exports of anything. No, no, no. At all. Period. It's, it's wild. Tobacco. I... Uh, at, uh, at night, he would uh, he would have to take if his if his mother or grandmother wanted to go use the outhouse, he would uh, he would carry the coal lamp and a twenty two pistol to shoot the copperheads. Um, now now John, those are snakes. That's not a racial thing. <laughs> Jesus, what Christ. could that be racially? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, man. I don't know. <laughs> tell me when either you're... Japanese or Jewish. You <laughs> pick. Tell me when your fucking imagination catches up with you. Copperheads. His uh, his his father was a failed businessman, uh, but uh, um, became a bootlegger. Both of his parents were were alcoholics. Hmm. Uh, um, good thing he makes it. Yeah, or we probably I don't get high on your it. own supply, pal. <laughs> Ever seen Scarface? Maybe there were no snakes. <laughs> hey, he's just shooting at the dirt. Yeah, he was just hey, just going off on bathtub gin. <laughs> <laughs> copperheads all around uh he would he when he was a kid when he was in fourth grade he he picked cotton for money um he uh his dad cheated on his mom all the time his mom was just like constantly morose and miserable mm-hmm. uh so he he started he he played football and he swam and he, he became a good uh football player and that was kind of his way out um it's crazy that football existed before like Um, women's suffrage and like uh, uh, running water for this guy. <laughs> right, like, yeah, right. Like, we don't really have plumbing or electricity. What are you talking about? Well, like, you know, he was playing football in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I mean, he was born in, in the, the 30s, the, the, but the, football the, has certainly the, existed before that, right? Right, but suffrage is like the 20s, right? Yeah, but football existed before that too. Right, right, sure, sure. It's just a weird thing, like this game no. that is was so important and then later would become, you know, dominant in 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 culture. For sure. It has changed very little. Yeah. I mean, the forward pass, that's about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh existed before all these other things that we take for granted. Mhm. But we shouldn't. Yeah. It's just weird. It's just, Something I'm noticing as There's he's talking about. I, I don't know. This I, guy was listening to, you know, the fucking the KKK on his transistor radio. Yeah. But, like, still knew about, you know, the the eye formation. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, but it, also, he, say, he says, like, growing up, be, because he was poor, his best friends were, were the black kids. He yeah. picked cotton for a black guy. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And I bet if he was a little bit older, he could have picked it for those Chinese fucking <laughs> yeah, Chinese right. twins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. true, yeah. Changing, changing, bunker handled on on the Patreon, folks. That's Check right. that out. Yeah. Aaron did a fine profile over Thank there. Thank you very much. A little spur of the moment thing would have worked out. But uh, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna read this uh, passage from uh, Perlman um, from the Book of Parliament mm, chapter. <laughs> but if there's a defining moment that explains Barry Switzer, it occurred on the night of August 26, 1959, when he was 23 years old. Hmm. Lying in bed, an electric fan blowing the mosquitoes off his face, Barry was approached by his mother, who was loaded up with alcohol and prescription <laughs> drugs. <laughs> I mean, the mosquitoes were fucked up because of this. Mm-hmm. Mother, he said, I would rather not ever see you again and know you're safe and well taken care of than see you like this all the time. 
Beaten down by life short on love and high on abuse, Mary Louise bent down and kissed her son's cheek. He turned his head away. Barry was mad, frustrated, distraught, disgusted. Mary Louise rose from the bed, removed a pistol from the closet, walked to the back porch, and shot herself. Jesus, living Christ! Barry dashed down the hallway and found her lifeless body. He carried her in the house and placed her atop the bed. The sheriff soon arrived and confirmed what the son had known. Mary Louise Switzer was dead. Jesus. I felt like I was the one who had caused her to pull the trigger, Switzer wrote, and all she wanted was my love, and I turned my face away. I've carried this guilt with me for the rest of my life. Good God! <sighs> yeah. God, I thought we were going to like a taboo two sort of thing. No, I, I mean, no, this is a taboo really. one, John. So it kind of makes you understand why these a lot of these guys of that generation could just look the other way when guys like fucking Haley were jerking off in the room. Mm. Yeah, like, oh, this is nothing. I watched my mom shoot herself in the face. Yeah, dude. Go on. Well, I was getting malaria by fucking super mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah. I'll let this guy jerk off. Go ahead, play with yourself. Yeah, yeah. the luxury of doing that. Make <laughs> yeah. you look stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all I imagine is a one of these fluorescent lights. Bunch of mosquitoes taking that thing down. Mm. Mm. Bite me afterwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? So I have to come or blood out of that thing. Uh, so he he he, he listened the uh, the uh, uh, army Dude, reserves. That's fucking raw. Yeah, that is one of the most brutal. Uh, 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 stories of uh, dude, call your mom. You know, <laughs> guys, call your mom. <laughs> <laughs> call my she mom. Was, she was in the room. <laughs> call my mom. call my mom. But he he lists in the army reserves, uh, and he uh, he 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 joins the Arkansas Razorbacks uh, as an assistant, where he does coach Jerry Football Jones team. and uh, nice and Jimmy Johnson and. Um, you know, eventually he he works his way up through the the college coaching ranks and becomes uh, you know famous and then infamous uh, head coach of won a world uh, won a, a national championship with the Oklahoma Sooners, and then eventually in 1994 he is the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Dude, I can't fucking believe that. Yeah, I mean it's it's insane life. I mean just. But also, why would you just get rid of Jimmy? <laughs> He brought them up to like, and that, because and Jerry, they had won two Super Bowls. What are you gonna do better than that? Three. Keep well, winning more. Well, when a, when a drunk millionaire thinks that he knows best, it is. It, it is. It, it is such a thing where you go like, you um, know what? I need a guy that grew up in a shack. To whip these guys in a shack. Well, what he wanted, he knew Barry. He, he Switzer. wanted the accolade of winning more. But he also knew that Barry Switzer. Would never get in his way, and it would be demonstrated. But what is his way? His way is winning. No, his way is getting the credit for winning. Uh huh. As the owner, he thinks he should be the guy that people that he brings celebrities onto the the sideline all the time. Don't you think the same thing I'm thinking? Where you go like the owner is like the one that you don't want people to know your name. No, but, he but wants this guy does. Yeah. yeah, he's one of the he's one of the new blood owners. Right? Like Robert Kraft is like embarrassed because we found out that he likes to get his like get jacked off at these massage parlors. Jerry Jones would not be embarrassed by that. Yeah, it Jerry is. Jones would go. What do you expect me to do? Not get jacked off at a massage parlor? The only owner built that massage parlor. <laughs> the only owner I've ever known in my life is Steinbrenner. And you go like, okay, total well, jackass. Well, obviously he wanted credit. Yeah, and they did win. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. But like, Jerry Bus, who Laker, Lakers? Jerry Bus. Oh yeah, don't know. You know Jerry Bus. They made a fucking Showtime show about him. Yeah, he hasn't watched. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? 
I knew who he I was lived before it. that. Okay, well then, then I, I didn't. I don't know it. I guess you're not an LA guy. I'm not. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a, he's an LA guy. Everybody knows Jerry Buss. That's all right. He's a, he's I know a, it's all right. Mark Cuban. I, I know it's all right. You know Mark Cuban. I don't know what team he owned. Dallas, Mavericks. Okay. You know these guys. You the don't Mavs. know. You know them. Yeah, but I like expending their. But uh, the whole point is, yeah, you want like their. Do you know what a DuPont family member looks like? Exactly. No. Oh, we, 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 we say this all the time about the Rockefellers. Like, we don't yeah. fucking want to be like. We're so, we're so rich. We, if we wanted to know, you know, to know about us, we would let you know about it. It is. Yeah. It's a thing. Um, it, it's so much. Uh, because I'm just listening to so much Game of Thrones right now. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so much it like the thing of like the hand is the one that's like considered the one running the kingdom. So the king. Well, even though things are going well, we'll just fuck them over to, to be like, I want the credit, you know, that sort of mm-hmm, thing, where mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you're fine. Just keep chilling. Yeah. Why would you upset the fucking apple cart? Like, it makes no sense. Anyway. Because you can't do any better than winning a Super Bowl or two in Twice. a row. Twice. I know. I know winning three would be better, but when you've won two, and even Michael Irvin says, he says that, you know, he said the second one did not compare. To winning that first yeah. one, right? That Happened with the Bulls one. too in the nineties. The, the Bulls did the same thing. They if, what, if they didn't have a psychopath named Michael Jordan, yeah, they wouldn't have won that third one, or even maybe even the second. I mean, but did they go through a lot of coaches too? No, no, <laughs> no. They didn't know, but they did. There, there was like a they did they did do a changing of the guard mm-hmm. that everyone was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" It was yeah. it was one of those things where it's like, oh hey, we got a winning formula, let's change it. But there's a thing too where you go like, also handling that type of psychopath is its own unique talent for a coach. Oh, and that's why Phil yes. Jackson was such a uh, you know regarded so. Well. Yeah, and he no. did it fucking with a whole other with also group of psychopaths. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then with the Lakers, yeah, right, exactly. So okay, so Bar- the Zen master Barry Switzer, he comes in first day with the Cowboys, jerks off, <laughs> not far away. <laughs> First day with the Cowboys, Switzer, he, uh, he, he brings the team in. Conference room at the ranch, 1994. And he looks around, he says, Where the hell is Charles Haley? Damn it, where's Charles Haley? And Haley, uh, he raises his hand, he's in the back, back and, and, and Switzer goes, I'm mad at you. I heard you flicked your dick at everybody and you didn't do it to me. What am I, chopped liver? Oh, All right, God. I like this guy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, slightly different. You time. know what? I'm bringing my wife in, Haley Chubb up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do things a little bit differently around here. I'm the old school. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So, uh, uh, slightly different tone than Jimmy Johnson. And uh, um, flick your dick at me. You don't flick that kind of dick. You flop it. Yeah. Flick, flop. Probably good for you. And uh, <laughs> a flick for the flop and you don't stop. <laughs> don't stop a flop. Uh, so, uh, but not every player was happy. Michael, Michael Irvin, when asked about it, he threw a trash can at reporters. Um, when asked about? The, the Jimmy Johnson. Um, okay, got it. But the other coaches appreciated. Switzer showed up and he goes, I'm not going to change anything. All you coaches, you guys just keep coaching. Yeah. Jerry Jones, do whatever you want. Uh, and... You know, in, in a way, it, it kind of made sense. He was very loose with the players. He said, uh, curfews are rat-turd things made to be broken. 
Rat turds. Rat turds. And I know rat, rat turds. I ate him for dinner three nights a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said to some of the players uh, uh, when they were, uh, they just hung over one morning, he said, if any of you sons of bitches ain't in the pool in the next 10 minutes, you're going to have to practice today. Pool party! Uh, weird. <laughs> like in the pool. Yeah. What is he? Yeah. Uh, 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 one of the, uh, I love the football writer, uh, Michael Silver, he, he said uh, he'd get, he would give a speech to the team and he'd start talking about, quote, my daddy's black mistress. It drove the serious guys who were under Jimmy nuts. <laughs> <laughs> my daddy's black mistress was the best woman I knew. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really took the sting out of my mom blowing her brains out <laughs> on my bed. <laughs> So guys like Troy Aikman were like, we're trying to win football games here. This yeah. is not like a party. Yeah. Right. So immediately it was like, oh, I don't know about this guy. You had but this senile butt probe enthusiast. But some, I mean, it, it, but he was, you know, Jimmy Johnson was overly harsh. He would cut guys left and right. Uh, Switzer, he didn't know who was on the roster. <laughs> Switzer was different. There's, there's two players. There's a uh, uh, Kenny Gant, who was like a, a the water boy was playing. H two S high quality H two O. Kenny Gant, who was a, 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 a ex- exceptional special teams player, he said he one time he said I had Barry sit at a table with Clayton Holmes and myself and tell us the organization wants me to cut both of you sons of bitches, but I'm going to find a way to keep you both. How are you guys at back rubs? That was that was in the preseason. It was straight up. I'll never forget it. And uh, a, a linebacker, uh, Reggie Barnes, said, I was the odd man out when the Cowboys, so the coach switcher called me into the office and told me straight up, son, going to have to release you. And he turns around, and the man has a tear in his eye. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there's different ways to deal with players. Yeah. And yeah. Jimmy Johnson is overly harsh. Barry Switzer, we would eventually learn, overly easy. But at the same time, like, the players appreciate some sort of honesty mm-hmm. and 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 care. Uh, maybe you shouldn't say break curfews. That's fine, but if you're gonna cut people, you should you know, yeah, you know, let them down soft, not, not, not feel good about like, right, because right. you know he, you know he um, he cut his mom, <laughs> right, and not in the, the soft. previous guy cut his wife. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and there's two ways to go about it, and you learn, you know, you learn yeah. from those ways. But let me ask you, uh, you and Matt, a thing, uh, sure. which is, how much do you think that uh, these guys are uh, lassoing the illusion of control? The coaches? Yeah, over a team where you are like... The when end- you say lassoing, you don't mean like Ted Lasso, the Apple TV series. I, I haven't seen it. Okay. No, I'm saying, I'm saying how much do you think they, they are... Uh, they're kind of gathering like the illusion of control. Uh, uh, you might call it magic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, the thing of like the camaraderie and, and the chemistry of a team is going gonna, is gonna to play out the way it is anyway. If they have the desire to win... You know, is there this thing where we bestow too much import on the coach and, and them whipping these guys into shape, or do we think that uh, they really run the show? The, uh, the coach matters, for sure. You can, like, you know, there's that um, that line from the fucking Steve Jobs movie where it's like, you know... Play I, the orchestra. I play the orchestra, right? Mm-hmm. The coach matters. Like, do, do the Lakers... For example, the Lakers. They had Rudy Tomjanovich. Mm-hmm. 
And they had the same player, basically the same players same a roster, year or yeah. two later when, you know, Phil Jackson came. Right. Uh, or I'm, I'm messing up the timeline a little bit, I think. But, no, 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 go ahead. But he, the coach matters for sure. Right. Uh, uh, that's my answer. Sorry. I don't no, have anything right. else more important to say or, or more profound to say. No, no, no. no. I, I do think the coach matters. There is a thing where I think that... Uh, sometimes sometimes there is a player like... There are... Sometimes there are... It's Captains, I, kind of? Yeah, uh, like yeah. player coaches, yeah, like, like Jordan, like, like Kobe. Mm-hmm. Or a in, Roy Keane, I think, is a good in example. Football, yeah, that's good. football uh. is such a... Uh, um, a tactical game. Yes. That I think coaching matters maybe more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but like, you know, you've got an offensive coordinator, you've got a defensive coordinator, you have a special teams coordinator, you have the fucking, the head coach you've got. Yeah. There's just so, you know, you've, they have so much. They have military equipment on football teams. Right. You know? Well, that's the thing is that, you know, because I'm not you know, as and football, you know, whatever. But I was like, this is like almost like the perfect kind of like testing ground to be like, okay, well, Jimmy Johnson's gone. Right. And we have a team that won two Super Bowls in a row. So now what happens? Right. And yeah. so then you go like, what if the- it still succeeds, how much is it? Right. Just. But also it's that thing too of like. It's like you can have the same car, but different drivers. And if you right. have a fucking a and it's dipshit also, driving it's, the car. It's also that then- thing of, uh, you know, the outgoing president, the new president gets. The results of what he set up at the end, yeah, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to. Throw yeah, that. Um, I, I think it depends on the sport, right? Um, uh, Matt, what do you think? So there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's some things to consider. One is that there's often there's a, especially in in soccer, there's a thing of like the new coach bounce, where the team will. Uh, play better under a new coach because maybe people are trying harder so or something. Yeah. They're trying to prove themselves mm-hmm. to fit into the system. The the thing about having a new coach is that it takes a long time for, for the their effects. ideas to become take root. Yeah, yeah because the, one they have to get in the 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 back room, the other coaches that they that will whatever their policies are, whatever right. their styles are, they need to get those guys in. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then they need to change the players to match those styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the players, you know, they, they get a year older, they're going to not be as good, or maybe they get or better. Or they get better, right. You know, and so so there's a lot of uh, different factors. Uh, what, it, what seems to be happening with this Cowboys team is it's either perfect timing or the worst timing. Mm. It's a thing where the Cowboys... No, like they're that, never that first. That's Super Bowl, what I'm saying. You wouldn't want to be Switzer in this thing, where you know that they know they're good. Or yeah. would you love to be Switzer in this thing because maybe it kind of runs itself? And they've got running water and electricity in the club, <laughs> which uh, is right. huge. But, but you know, but, you know what but, I'm saying. So he doesn't. He doesn't get rid of any of the staff. No. And he tells, like, Jimmy Johnson got rid of all of Landry's guys. He said, fuck this, I'm doing my yeah, thing. big purge. But but Switzer goes, you guys won a Super Bowl. What the fuck, why would I change anything? And he doesn't get rid of any of the staff. And a lot of the coaches are going, hey, now we're kind of free to, like, coach mm-hmm. in our way. Right. And yeah. so they appreciate right. that. But right. there is there is the expectation, you know, the... Uh, you know, if you are if you are early Jimmy Johnson, you're afforded the time because it's a rebuilding half decade. Correct, right? right? When if you are inheriting a two time Super Bowl champion, 
as Switzer, they go, what the fuck's your excuse? And that's a right? big that's a big issue. You see it a lot, especially in soccer, where a new coach is not given the time. With a big team mm-hmm. where there's a ton of money spent on players, he's not given time to shape that team <laughs> to how... Because you you wouldn't hire a coach who sucked. You hired a coach who spent a bunch of time at a team, yeah. shaped the team, made the team good after two or three years. And then you have to you have to come in and wrangle players that already think they're superstars. Yes, exactly. And they're looking at you. They're looking at you going like, who the fuck are you? You just showed up. Like, this club has been fucking. You're wearing a fucking suit out here on the field. Yeah. On the pitch. You're wearing let a fedora. Ask, let me ask. So I'm. I'm. Pretty ignorant when it comes to race. soccer. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm when it comes to race, I know exactly what's up. Uh, gender. Uh, so you know, with with football, meaning soccer, mm-hmm. how much does the coach matter there? Because oh, an, inte- an incredible amount. Because yeah. because they they set up they they set up the formation, and the the team is even if they are. You know, the players have to do the thing, of course. Right, of course. So my, here, from an outsider, let me let me give you my uh, why I'm why why I don't understand it. So it's <laughs> like a big old ignorant take. Right, I, 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 I just want to explain but why not, I'm ignorant about it's it. It's not right? ignorant if he's asking. No, so it, no, I just want to explain to you my ignorance about it is yeah. because with you know with football, American football, you know they. Um, they mitigate the difficulty of communication with headsets and right. like fucking wristbands and plays and desig like a, str- a very rigid. Very, it is very it's rigid. It's a very absolutely. rigid yeah, game, and, you, and you, you can you can pull people on and yes. off constantly at any yeah. time. Yeah. and there's there's cues and signals and plays and blue forty two and there's there's uh, it's a gridiron right, mm-hmm. and so there's there is there is um, a significant. Um, uh, locus of control that a coach can have there, right? Yeah, I think. Whereas with football, it's much more like basketball, but on a field ten sizes bigger. And, you, and when you, you say football, you mean soccer. And you can't, yes. you can't call timeout. You can't call timeout. You can't yell across. Like there's, just, you can yell, but it doesn't mean they're. They're good. not going to hear it, yeah. or they don't speak your language because they're from well, fucking they, Brazil. They, they, if you're a good, coach, I know you, they all speak. You, they all speak you, Italian. You can get, you can get. <laughs> but no, no, I see. No, but I see. Like, so I see that's why I'm, I'm very. So I, I would say in the in the the specific sport itself, uh, coaching in American football is is more uh, relevant. I don't know if it's important necessarily, but it's more. It is. It, it, it is the general. It yes. is the, the like of the, the field general. marshal. Yes, yeah. it is. It is because they're calling. Also, they're calling oh, the plays. <laughs> yes, they're yeah. saying exactly yeah. like what happens, and yeah. it's not like, hey, you go out there and try to do your best as as the forward. Right. right. Try to get it in the fucking. <laughs> the fucking phone is reacting to me. Phone loves when you talk soccer. They love when I like become a a a, a, a coach. coach. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really like it. An astronaut. Is that what you said? Sandmaster, you fucking dildo. Sandmaster? Zenmaster, Phil Jackson. Hi. Heard of him? Stop yelling. Nobody well, yells my anymore. Mic down. Nobody turn yells. Dude, no, no, you have to turn it up so you don't yell. Oh. That's how the system works. Because then you, you hit slot on you. Anyway, okay, hold on. Okay, okay, hold on. All right, back to the podcast. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's cover Just, some ground listen, before lo- we take I love a, being a educated. I don't know everything. I know you I think I do, John, but I, I don't. And I always, and I rely on you. I know, and I rely on you to make me feel good. I don't know if there's any way to tell if this is the second episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the fact that we haven't got to it yet. (laughs) So, 
Now, when it came to partying, Barry Switzer fit right in on the team. He was a regular of the Dallas Men's Club. That was the strip club in town. Uh, he even endorsed it on his radio show. Uh, he often showed up hungover uh, uh, to, uh, to team meetings and practice. Uh, and in fact, uh, he was actually very close friends with uh, this man named uh, Larry Lacewell, who was the, the Cowboys director of college and pro scouting. He had known Larry Lacewell for, um, uh, they kind of grew up together. Oh. And in, in 1977, after two decades of friendship, uh, uh, Barry Switzer paid Larry Lacewell $25,000 to not uh, tell the press that Barry had been sleeping with Larry's wife. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say he paid to sleep with his wife, but this no. is even better. Yeah. And Larry Lacewell said, Barry likes, to have a, Barry likes to let his hair down and have a good time. I was determined not to carry that animosity toward Barry my entire life, because what good is anger? Barry is who he is. Plus 25 grand. So, 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 so wait, uh, what, what is his name, Lacewell? Yeah. What's his first name? Larry. Larry Lacewell. Barry and Larry. Yeah. Barry is banging his wife? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he pays Larry 25 grand to shut up about it. Yeah. Right. And that Which feels, is really, hey, I paid you 25 grand to fuck your wife. Basically, yeah. And that feels good, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. If you do it right. Damn. Plus, Larry and, probably and it was Barry Lace, Lace to have out. fucking Haley fuck his wife. <laughs> Laces you know, out. Laces out. Finkel Lace design well, one, dude. Laces in. One horn. Unicorn, uh, which is what she was in Blade Runner. You said it, neighbor. Wow. <laughs> uh, and and also, you know, like you know, not just the uh, the coach, but the owner was also JJ. Yeah, uh, he had a private jet that uh, his, uh, his he had a private jet. He did so much shit on his private jet that the pilot wrote a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you get a load of this. If you think the football players were up to no good, how about the guys that owned them? So Dude, Jer- that's that's brilliant. Jerry yeah. Jones's pilot. Yeah, like he said, when Jerry Jones was fucking his mistress, they could they would shake the plane. Well, we occasionally talk oh. about pilots. Yeah. When are these guys Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> no, these planes landed. Oh my God! Uh, in '94, the plane would shake. There's yeah. no way that Jerry. I don't believe it was that. a small plane. Oh yeah. Uh, in '94, he he had an interview with a, a radio reporter and Switzer. Uh, he uh, he smelled it. No, uh, Jerry Jones. He smelled it. Te- he reeked of tequila. He reached to tequila. He tried to grab me around the waist. I started to get up. He'd pull me back down. He pulled me onto his lap, saying, "Darling, you're just way too beautiful to be on the radio. You have the epitome of a Texas beauty queen. You most beautiful legs I've ever seen. Why don't you come and be a Cowboys cheerleader?" Which is exactly yeah. what you think a drunk Jerry Jones would Jerry say. Jones would say. Uh, uh, Puts uh, Joe Namath to shame. A reporter. A reporter said. Perlman uh, uh, says, still laughs over the time he and a fetching female friend named Cece went out to dinner. And ran into Jones. He invited us to his table with 30 or 40 other people. As we were leaving, I saw him whisper something to Cece's ears and her ear and her eyes popping wide. What did he say to you? Two things, she said. First, he asked me if I had any panties on under my skirt. Oh, my God. And then he told me, give me five minutes with you and I'll take you to heaven. Hmm. I don't know if heaven was a nightclub or... Death. Uh, or... Him coming immediately. Five minutes is yeah. Yeah, was he gonna eat her out for five minutes? Come on, okay. not a, give her a, give her a washing machine or a dryer to fucking you know, mm. come on. get stuck in. Yeah, come Got on. It. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and so around this time, also uh, the uh, the Cowboys. Um, you know, I know the fridge. 
<laughs> this is my washing machine. That guy. Uh. <laughs> Here's your Jerry Rice maker. I once got stuck in the fridge. <laughs> it was the 80s. <laughs> uh, the the... There was a local bar in town run by some former cowboys called the Cowboys Sports Cafe. And huh. eventually that became the spot to uh, to be at. Uh, and everybody could come by. Celebrities, O.J. Simpson was there. All your, you all don't your, say yeah, that guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what year was he coming by? 94. Oh, no. Oh, that's yeah. a big year for O.J. Yeah. Not the whole year. Uh, no, he would have to. Yeah, he would have to get cut off in in ninety four, right? Well, I wouldn't use that phrasing, but yeah, I it's... wouldn't say cut off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. He, he, I think he, he was wasn't in, a Bronco, but he drove one. I think he was inconvenienced later in the year. So yeah, I, yeah, I think he was tied up. He had some yeah, engagements yeah. that he was uh, um, committed was, to yeah, he he had, in, in the with, October month of ninety four. with AC. I think he had to quell some rumors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was just so distraught about the death of his ex-wife Nicole Brown Simpson mm. and her. Then he became a vigilante. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah some, say, some say he's still looking. But uh, if he did it, <laughs> uh, the, the the Cowboys Sports Cafe had this uh, unique rule that um, uh, <sighs> player spouses could uh, could be there, but at sunset they had to leave. Oh God! Yeah, I wonder why. <sighs> Well, be, it, was sunset? A, it was a sundown bar, <laughs> it was a, which is so ironic. Just, yeah. Uh, you know, here's the thing. If you are playing along with that as a spouse of these fellas, by that I mean they, they talk. They talk about it. They said, like, I found, they know what's up. I found so many matchbooks with numbers saying call me and stuff like that. They, yeah. they all knew. There's no way they wouldn't know. Yeah. They would They would have to be... Uh, they're yeah. complicit, and that's fine. It's part th- like, well, you can always divorce, right? <laughs> yeah, and and most of them did. Yeah, yeah, and because for, I, and they got a nice chunk, and that's that's a good time. Yeah, you know? yeah, because then they're going back, and you know, yeah, well, you don't have to, you know, get getting stuck in the dryer. You don't have to get, uh, <laughs> you know, Phyllis's syphilis or whatever, you know. Uh, so, so, uh, according to Perlman's book, though, they say this is like, it's only, not until 94 does cocaine become like a regular drug. Really? Team. Well, it yeah. trickles down 90, to the south yeah, very yeah, slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. you think it would trickle upwards. I mean, maybe it was just like, maybe, I mean, it, maybe it was Irving who was doing it and not giving it to other people, but they said yeah. around 94 is when it really started When did Deion Sanders come <laughs> into the... <laughs> well, you... Later this season. <laughs> well, the jip is severe. That's exactly right. Neon Dion, they call them. In uh, Dallas, we only find out about trends nigh on a decade after they pass. <laughs> you said trans for I thought he said trans. Too. I hear that heroin's coming back in a big, big way. <laughs> so uh Are we in Eng- okay. still alcohol is the main the alcohol is the main thing. There was one cowboy who was just completely wasted. He rode his motorcycle into a restaurant. And just revved it and spun it <laughs> over the floor. Oh, that's a good idea. And then the owner, who was a former football player, said, hey, I'll just get, like, let's just get you. Because Jerry Jones was in there. And Jones said, don't let him drive home. And the owner goes. Don't let the guy spinning motorcycles around my restaurant drive home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Jerry Jones said to the owner of the place. Hey, and don't the let o- him drive home. And the, get him. And the, o- the, the owner, who was a former NFL player, uh, it was like, hey, uh, I'll just, let me, let's just get you a limo. 
And uh, then uh, the, the Cowboys player shoved him. And so the owner of the place just punched him in the face and knocked him out on <laughs> Nice, dude. And, uh, this and is that, my limousine. That, that cowboy was Charles Haley. Uh, oh, the cowboy who was the owner? No, who was the, the yeah. motorcycling? Yeah, they put him in a car. They drove him home. Then he took the limo in and did donuts inside the foyer. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably knocked out because he was half chubbed. <laughs> Too much blood in the cock. I'll tell you, fella, if I had a fucking softie, you wouldn't be able to knock me out. I well, he went to, he went to my give, brain. Went to give him like a knee to the head, but he missed, and it hit it, the dick hit him right in the forehead. Oh my right god, out. it's a classic. He gave him a he- his own head butt. Still. The Cowboys started the season six and one that year, uh, and then defensive tackle Eric Williams he left uh, a club at three a.m. with a .17 BAA, drove his car into a guardrail, almost died, but he lived. Oh God! Uh, he broke a rib. He has he had blood all over himself. Oh my God! Uh, uh, the the Cowboys uh, uh, in November they got into a fight with the Giants on the field. Michael Irvin took his helmet off, started swinging it at people. One of the Cowboys. Uh, took a uh, the the camera tripod from a photographer and started swinging it at people. Turns out the tripod was just Charles Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> In disguise. Ah, ah. Uh, two days after that game, Alvin Harper would crash Michael Irvin's Mercedes. It was the third Cowboys car crash in a month. Damn. Dude. But... And there's nothing on the road there. <laughs> no, it's just armadillos. Like, well, not a guy. Oh, you know what I'm noticing? noticing? They're hitting dillos. Despite all this bad behavior and gallivanting and cavorting, not a lot of sexual assault. So I feel pretty good about these good old days of football. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they talked about it back then yeah, as yeah, much, yeah, dude. Yeah, well, you probably have a point. Probably not. Um, you probably have a point, but still. Yeah. This is just good old-fashioned troublemaking. <laughs> Uh, they, they, even after the car crash, the Cowboys were eight and one. They finished the season twelve and four, get a first round bye, uh, and they would beat the, the Green Bay Packers again because Brett Favre is not Fuck as good guy, of a quarterback as Medicare the, fraud. Uh, Fuck you. And then they played the 49ers, and this time the 49ers, uh, they were up 31 fourteen at halftime. 49ers, you know, they had a they had a goal here to really destroy this man. Eventually, the Cowboys brought it to thirty eight twenty eight. And then uh, uh, Michael Irvin was bumped by Deion Sanders, and Barry Switzer thought it was a, a penalty, and it probably was. And so Barry Switzer ran up to the by the, Deion Sanders, the head ref, because he was with San Francisco at this time. Barry Switzer ran up to the head ref, and he and he and he bumped him with his hip to be like, "This is what Deion did to Michael Irvin." And so the the ref was like, "Okay, well, that's a penalty for you." And it, it, it cost the Cowboys the game, basically. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? I remember this. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. That's, and then that's after that the game, after like the that? game, Barry Switzer was like, well, you know, that was my ball, my fault, but the players, uh, they should have uh, done better so we didn't lose. Yeah, if it came down to me bumping a rat, yeah. did we, were we going to win anyways? So this, the, the San Francisco 49ers would uh, win the Super Bowl two weeks after that. Uh, and then that— Steve o- Young. Yeah. And then that offseason, the Cowboys, uh, Montana Joe, they, <laughs> 10 years earlier, no, the Cowboys did, decided, Jerry Jones said, well, I want to sign that primetime guy. <gasps> and uh, let's, take a, let's take a little break here. Uh, Neon Dion. And we'll cover, we'll cover uh, the rest of this uh, dynasty. All right. The D- uh, Dallas dynasty. and dynasty. Dynasty. Be right back, folks. <laughs> And we're back. 
Scott Weiland dominating the media footage. <laughs> Dude, talking about pilots, this guy's a stone temple. Pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Profiles in history. Porn, baseball, I'm sometimes pi- stone temple pilots. We're going to talk about them off, off, off mic. Yeah. So, Dallas Cowboys, 1994. Switzer regime. Yeah, the first season. Uh, twelve and four, great. I mean, good season. Seasons uh, statistically better than a kick in the balls. Uh, but they lose to the 49ers. They don't win their three in a row. Oh my God. And, Sorry. Uh, and uh, and you said they were gay guys, right? Yeah, they wish. The San Franciscos. <laughs> You're from California. You must be a Bundle fucking of gay guy. Uh, <laughs> you must be one of them fucking gay guys. Uh, Not so now, Pino. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! God, we were off to a decent start here. I know. Have we ever? I fucked it up. I fucked it up. So in the offseason, Jerry Jones decides uh, he wants to sign Deion Sanders. Neon Deion. Yes. Prime time. Uh, Deion Sanders is arguably the best cornerback, the the guy who stops the offense of uh, the wide receivers uh, uh, in the NFL. The best. I mean, he played both ways. Well, you don't have to say it like that. But what does that mean? He would play as a cornerback and then play as a wide receiver. He didn't take play. He didn't take time off. No, he wasn't always. He wouldn't. That wasn't always. For, a, for a whole season. But no, like, no, but he wouldn't do that every time. No, of course not. You you'd die. Just, you, no, you'd bring a guy. You, you'd have him in for a play to do like something weird. But also, he also played baseball in the off season. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was, doing, he was le- doing the bonos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He but was, he was legit good. He was him and Bo Jackson were both legit good. Tim, Tim McCarver once said. Uh, Insulted him with a question, so uh, Dion poured a whole uh, a Gatorade bucket of ice on him, and Tim McCarver went, "Oh, you're so mature of you." And it's like, "Fuck off, you fucking loser." Yeah, well deserved. I'm just saying it's one of the few times I've been, I'm on uh, Neon Dion's side. Oh for, yeah, okay, good. For throwing the cold water on Tim McCarver for being the a Gatorade. fucking lame old yeah. bastard. Yeah. Yeah. It's but a thing that did. happens all the time in sports with the old guys. The guys were like, "Oh, we played without helmets." Oh, these young guys yeah, celebrating. Yeah, yeah. They're celebrating. They're, oh, they're mocking the other players. It's like, my they, dad cut the tops off my shoes, you cocksucker. They yeah, talk, I'm yeah. celebrating. They talk trash in every play. Just because you were too lame to talk trash doesn't mean that the game is lost. Yeah, you're uncreative. Yeah, and also, how about this? Talk is talk. Yeah. It will never hurt you, like yeah. you, know, the, the, you know. Sticks and stones. Uh, My, Michael, Michael Irvin is one of like the first game he played in the NFL. He 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 beats the cornerback. He runs past him and he goes, "Gotcha, bitch." <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, Jeff Sewing, uh, uh, likable, lovely man, lovely man. He, he, he not very good at shit talk. Uh, no, uh, he, he was too he, nice. He, too nice. No, he's a lovely. He's actually, actually quite creative and could probably cut. Yeah, probably, me, you know? probably yeah. but well, he was he's a roast battle guy. So yeah, he actually he, he could no, he's actually kind of the he best. Probably, he probably, probably devastate really, me. Yeah, yeah he's incredibly good. Probably the best at shit talk ever. Uh, uh, yeah, take it. However, off. Uh, but, <laughs> don't, don't roast me. <laughs> but he posted a thing about um, uh, I'll never forget it because you know as a baseball fan I was thinking, <laughs> and he was like he, he posted a thing about the uh, the bat flipping and he was just going like imagine these guys from like. You know the DR, like whatever, and like, oh, like I, I never thought I would ever get to this yeah. level. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, and if they celebrate a little bit, it's like 
there's this, uh, you know, this overarching like white man thing of like, oh, but it's oh, undignified. Oh, there goes the yeah. neighborhood. It's dignified for the game, yeah. and it's going like. Game's remember good. when Ty Cobb used to file up his fucking cleats, and right. Stab into people's yeah. shins. Yeah, yeah dude. shut the fuck up. How yeah. did he celebrate? Yeah, remember when people used to put fucking like oil slicks on pitches? Yeah, yeah. remember when they used to spit on Jackie Robinson? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, if it, he's especially if he's celebrating, yeah, oh, yeah. Remember when his own team members used to yeah. spit on out of sight. But so, uh, Jeff, anyway, I know you suggested this episode, but I, I wanted to say I never forgot that thing yeah, about yeah. being like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. What does a guy have a necklace on? Like, I wouldn't wear a necklace to a Me baseball either. game. Like, I think wearing a necklace is tacky on like a baseball game, but I get it. If, yeah. you're, if you're going to do it because you're just like, I can't believe I'm here. I'm so... I used, to, I used to take batting practice with grains of rice. Right, yeah. I used to live But all, like, I look cool with it. Yeah. So who the fuck, like, you look cool hitting a home run with a necklace on. Yeah. That's fine. And, and the thing is, like, when you fail, you're going to look extra dumb. Yeah. So exactly. that's high the, risk, high that, reward. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're taking that risk. Yeah. Totally. Anyway, just wanted to say that. No, 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 no. All, all praise to the fucking players from the DR who wear goofy fucking necklaces, but also hit 500 foot dingers. Yeah. Don't care. It's all good with me. Yeah, and flipping a bat? Flipping a bat is Are you not kidding me? Jesus Christ. That is not disrespectful it, to the like, game. When we were all doing that Comedians League, if you got a home run and you flipped the bat, I would be like, hell yeah, flip Which that I did. bat. We were in a Comedians League with people in that league could not physically run and would <laughs> yell at the ump if they thought the call was wrong. <laughs> what the fuck is going through yeah. your goddamn mind? You yes. can't run. Yeah. You don't know baseball better than the ump. I know. Also, uh, have fun yes, for uh, once uh, in your fucking goddamn yes, life. I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I want somebody to keep score. I want there to be, to, to be an affirmative uh, yeah. loss and win. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, let's not keep score. That's lame. All I wanted That's from, always lame. All I wanted from that league was to dive for a ball and catch it and then hit a ball really hard. And, and not let bases. Joe Marisi pitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Joe Marisi. No, he is, he love is him. great. I love him. Yeah, no, I just no. want that center fielder that's in a wheelchair to get the fucking ball <laughs> Yeah, and not let that t- fucking tall... What the tall, fuck is that? Don't let that doing? tall tennis player yeah. who was fucking the porn star hit. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, that, that guy's name? He yeah. can't hit. We had, no, to, we had no. to get rid of Virtues to save the league, and then this guy shows up. He's home runs. Jesus Christ. He's bringing porn stars to the game. This is inside. This is literally inside. Literally baseball. inside this softball. Is, this is way too much. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Anyways, what's about the the, 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 so the cow Cowboys, people? The, the, so the Cowboys, they lose in '94. They they don't win the the Super Bowl in '94. And uh, and and in in the off season, you know, uh, they have one of the worst drafts in Cowboys history. Jerry Jones is now completely in charge of the draft. Barry Switzer doesn't care. Barry Switzer is like, hey, man, it's your team. I'm you having my life, too. Yeah, I'm having a great time. Man, I got running water, hot ankle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so the terrible draft, and like, no, like, I think there's one guy he picked that would stay with the Cowboys, but most of the players he picked over the entire time he was picking the draft would, within four seasons, would, would either be out of football or at the very least without, not the Cowboys. Mm. And almost none of them became, you know, good players. Um, there was actually one guy that he had recommended to Jimmy Johnson and he brought into the team when Jimmy Johnson was still coaching. It was Ray, just a guy he met in the bar. Ray Finkel. <laughs> Ray Finkel. Which is That's awesome. Good. Which is good. awesome, though. I mean, if you're a big guy in he a bar. He might know him Yeah. Either way. Uh, so, so, so they had, this, they had this combination of, like, <laughs> terrible draft picks uh, and Barry Switzer's not making, like, 
there's no like good trades coming in because he's just this lackadaisical coach who's like, you guys do some stuff. I'll just say yes to it. Right. He's not motivating the players either. Uh, uh, so everybody's like the preseason. These guys show up and they're out of shape, and no one was more out of shape than uh, than Nate Newton. And Nate Newton was a guy who was chronically out of shape, huh. uh, but this time it was a little more than usual. N- Nate Newton was a guy who's six three, normally three hundred and thirty five pounds. Jesus, fuck! Was he a center? Uh, he, I think he was a d- defensive uh, uh, lineman. But six like, three. Yeah. I mean, listen, six three is huge in general. Mm-hmm. But six three, three hundred thirty-five pounds. Six three, three. I mean, like Shaq was seven foot three twenty. Right. Yeah. Okay. Put it. Drop twelve inches. Wow, boy. Oh, he's a, oh, sorry. He's an offensive lineman. That makes way more sense. It does. Offensive it, lineman. Because he wants the, the big guys gigantic. to push forward yeah. like that. No, you uh, want grand, ground zero coming at you yeah. in real time. So, I mean, but Newton was a guy who was, uh, he played with the USFL, the, like the that break-off league. The fake football league. Uh, and then he signed with the Cowboys in 86. He became like, you know, this lovable, very good football player who was this giant fat man. Um Butterbean. And uh, yes, yes, he was arrested for being at a dogfight. Yes, he did own 18 pit bulls. Uh. <laughs> but uh, this preseason. Can you ever really own a pit bull? Yeah. Uh, so this preseason, he shows up. He, instead of, he's 40 pounds overweight. This time he weighs 368 pounds, 6'3. Dude, yeah. Early, here's a great anecdote, though. Early in his career, uh, uh, he he the before he he was working with Jimmy John before uh, Jerry Jones owned, uh the the general manager signed him to a contract that said we would pay you eighty thousand dollars if you show up under three hundred and ten pounds. Hmm. And Nate Newton said this. He said, "I know I'm a fool, but if someone offers you eighty thousand dollars to be unhappy, you shouldn't take it. So fuck eighty thousand dollars. I'd rather eat <sighs> and fight dogs. Well, no, the dogs fight the dogs, John." Yeah, he's not. He he's not yeah. fighting the dogs, dude. I, I am, I am not down with this fucking this pit bullshit. Pitbulls can be the loveliest dogs you've yeah, ever met yeah, in your goddamn my, life. My they friend are, has had two. They're they the are, sweetest, absolute goddamn dogs. They, they, they can be dog aggressive, but they are, they are babysitter dogs. They yeah. are how that's how sweet they are with, dude, with I, people. I swear to God, I like I, in my personal experience, like, and this does not, you know, uh, mean. You know, like I'm not, I'm not. No, but it's something. Go on. It was just like, like I've seen worse with Rottweilers than Pitbulls. I've seen worse with Chow Chow by far. Uh, and 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 as far as you know, just uh, a dog being uh, mean and aggressive, like a fucking. Uh, there's there's no dog that is like more uh, uh territorial and weird. A fucking Chihuahua than, than a tiny little dachshund. Oh, uh, they're they they. Oh, I've seen them like they kill cats and oh, and they're which is understandable. Oh, fuck you, dude! You're such a pain in the ass. Yeah, you know what the initial that you know that acronym spells. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) What You can't spell Long Island. I won the spelling bee. What? You did. You're not an Indian. One time during a game, Nate Newton was uh, (laughs) he was blocking a pass rusher when a uh, Snickers bar popped out of his uniform. Whoops! Oh my God! Hungry? Why wait? wait? He's such a diva. <laughs> Who's Joe Pesci? So things were getting slightly out of hand. Uh, I don't know if... I, I guess? I'm, pr- <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was during... I mean, 
there's no, I didn't find a year of when this happened. So I'm going to say it was this training, one. this training camp. Uh, one of the Cowboys, he was, he was mocked. He, he kept mocking this defensive lineman named Chad Hennings. This, Hennings was uh, 6'6", 291 pounds, was an Air Force pilot. I don't know how he fit in the plane at all. Uh, and uh, he kept getting mocked, and, he's, and, he, and he, was, he would never swear. And he's, but he turned around to this guy, and he said, if you say one more thing to you, I'm going to fucking beat you. I'm going to fucking kick your ass. And everybody was like, holy shit, he swore. He said ass. And so this cowboy guy said, you're a dumb motherfucker. And then Hennings shoved this guy's head through a window. Oh, my God. And that cowboy was uh, Charles Haley. <laughs> yes! Yes! Hennings, Haley got his head shoved through a window? Yeah. yeah. Nice, dude. Um, you know, in 2013, he was diagnosed with bipolar. And, yeah, he uh, seems to be doing better. You know, he did uh, during the episode break. I did a little bit of uh, personal research, and he seemed Jack. to as uh, I did jack off. Uh, That's good, just to get into character, <laughs> right? Uh, get into the mindset of the Haley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he did seem to. He was medicated and yeah, went to yeah. therapy. I, and, and I, I think if he takes his medication, I mean, that's what everybody said. He took his medication. He was, he was, yeah, he there, there's a, there's a story about like there was a a, a class of a, of uh, special ed kids who came and, and visited him, special and he teams. he signed like everything for him, and he's the sweetest guy for Aww. him. So it's just you know the yeah. right day, the right uh, day, the right med mix. But you don't want you want that guy without his meds on the football. Field, yeah, 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 right? dude. You know? When it's right. Thursday, you yeah. taper down. Yeah, and you yeah. want him in the locker room, and you want that big, bad, full yeah. yeah. dude. Like, yeah, dude. Halfway through the second half, you start putting him on the Zola. Yeah, you're like, oh, he's yeah. got three arms. He All can right. tackle we're, in we're, any direction. Dude, we got a couple more downs to go. Put mm-hmm. him on Zola so he can go home to his family. All right. Yeah. There's a science to it. It's high sense working yeah, with. Mercury, you said, man, you it's alchemy, it, man. man. You yeah. gotta fucking taper this shit. Anyway, so so uh, despite all of this, the Cowboys won their first game. They beat the New York Giants thirty-five nothing, which is just an absolute brutal beatdown. Yeah. Then they signed Deion Sanders, the best cornerback in the NFL. Uh, he showed up, uh, you know, wearing uh, some big suits and giant sunglasses. Uh, no, he didn't have sunglasses, but he had his daughter with him uh, and daughter? did a press conference with you know, and he, you know, he had his whole his Deion jewelry. Uh, but he was part of the the changing nature. The the Cowboys were evolving into a slightly different team, and uh, part of that is is illustrated in the fact that uh, the one of the run one of the uh, draft picks that they that Jerry Jones had picked, the first guy Sherman Williams, uh, was supposed to be this this good. He never became any good in the NFL. Uh, and Dion, he was hanging out with Dion all the time, and he would just show up every day, just like high out of his mind. Smoking a shit ton of weed. Because mm. uh, Dion was so naturally gifted, he did not need to work. He was yeah. kind of the opposite of Michael Irvin. Yeah. Dion was just so good, he would he would just, on, on defense, he would say, you guys do whatever you want to do, I'm just going to cover this guy. And he right. was so good at it that he could stop anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're not as good as him, you can't follow that. You can't hang. Yeah. Yeah. And they said there's a story of one time during, a, a, they're watching a, uh, they're watching tape one day at a meeting, and uh, one time a running back sweep, a running back ran a sweep toward him. Dion dove half heartedly into the turf. We were watching the film the next day, rising him pretty good, as serious as could be. He said, "I saw that dude coming, and I had to make a business decision." I don't understand. So Dion Sanders did not throw his entire body into a tackle because he said, "Well, I might get hurt, and that's going to hurt the Dion brand." Ah, and so it's not exactly the best character you want for a team that a team has sport. to, you know, football. Yeah, 
You guys are getting concussions. But they also hired him as kind of a celebrity, so that was yes. kind of the thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, does Jimmy Johnson bring him in? Probably not. Jerry Jones, no. yes. Barry Switzer says, I don't have fucking care. Yeah, I barely know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. What's neon? <laughs> but then again, October 29th, they're halfway through the season. They win again. Their record is 7-1. and one. Uh, and then the next day, October 30th, the Dallas Morning News breaks the story that two of their players have tested positive for a banned substance for the second time. What substance? And they don't say, but they are suspended. It's probably psychedelic mushrooms. And it's around this time that the rumors that had been circulating for years start getting looked into. Uh, Uh-oh. Dan Lebatard uh, of... Uh, uh, I want to say that Miami, like Miami newspaper, Florida newspaper, uh, had mentioned it offhandedly in an, in an article, um, and I couldn't find what year, but I think a year or two before, where he mentioned how the Cowboys had a kind of like party house, and a lot of teams do this sort of party thing. Party house. And uh, so all of a sudden, um, uh, the local Dallas papers, uh, they started looking into it, and the Dallas Cowboys in their, you know, Kind of, you know, their brilliance uh, said it was, you know, it's a real fucking pain in the ass to fucking like go around town to have to meet chicks. Yeah. Have and them come to you. What if we bought a house in the suburbs? HQ. And we had a place where they could come to us. Yeah, DPHQ. Yes. And <laughs> what? It was called the White House. Uh, huh. And uh, Nate knew it when the when the when all of a sudden the criticism came out. Nate Noon had this to say. He said, "We got a little place out here. We were running some whores in and out, trying to be responsible, and we're criticized for that too." Best little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> and we're I mean, criticized we're for that too. The right thing with all these whores coming I in mean, and out. I mean. And we're criticized for that, too? What's a big dick motherfucking drug addict athlete have to do to get around in to get some self-respect? Oh, shit, we're not... You think we're trying to bring this all over Dallas? No. I'm trying to do the right thing. Yeah, we're trying to have it come to us. Fuck. I mean, can you blame him? No. Not at all. Everything they're telling them is going like, yeah, you guys are, no, this is the responsible thing to do. Yeah, just go to that. Yeah. <laughs> just keep a secret. If you want to, if you want to take the, the profiles tour of Dallas, go to uh, 115 Dorset Drive. No. And, um, yeah. It's where our next uh, convention is. Yeah. Anthony Montoya, Irving's uh, uh, assistant, um, he said, uh, no one party like them. Fights, women, drinking orgies. I'll just say this. There had been smartphones and social media back then. The Cowboys wouldn't have been able to feel the team come Sunday. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, 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 one of Irving's assistants, close friends, actually installed cameras. Uh, no one has any has ever said uh, or found whatever was on those cameras. Um, this ain't Watergate, pal. There are uh, uh, two women who were hired for $75 a week to clean up uh, every week. Uh, oh, a friend God. of theirs said I they used to find for $75 a week for something else. Yeah. They used to find all kinds of crazy, crazy shit. You can't even imagine. I don't know why there's not like, can you be specific? Huh. But it condoms, yeah, bras, imagine. sex toys. With straws? Um, bras. I said oh, bras. Oh, brazies. Charles Haley was the mayor of the house. <sighs> the and mayor? The mayor of the house. 
Who's the comptroller? <laughs> Do you mean comptroller? Oh my god! But everybody, it eventually came out that like everybody knew about it. Yeah, all of the reporters, everybody. The, yeah, there's that one house. Yeah, everybody knew, and it was just kind of like fucking Maryland. Just don't, but they had the respect. Don't mention it, so that way, like, we can still get don't, talk to them. Don't just. I mean, Jerry Jones would say, "Oh, I had no idea." Of course, Jerry Jones knew. He's probably fucking people there. Barry Switzer, the same thing. Well, he was fucking anybody. There, there, there would be like. If a player didn't show up to practice, they would go, hey, can you call the White House and see if he's there? God. And he was. Wow. Really? In the Oval Office. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. Oral Office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the egg hand. <laughs> In the licking bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> what? Married Todd. He married Todd. <laughs> In the licking bedroom. <laughs> what? In the bros garden. Yeah. What? That's how it works. <laughs> I'm not trying to get Haley's comments. All right, let's go. Come on. Okay. Bring it home. So they had the, this is your they, fault. They had this they had this White House. Uh, uh every couple of days they would pick out ten girls and invite them uh just to come and hang out. Yeah, hang out. Uh you know. <laughs> ten. Just ten. Nonstop Montoya said it was a nonstop party, nonstop orgy, everything you can imagine, then triple it. Oh my god! And 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 Nate Newton said he said, "Well, what did we need prostitutes for? Women just lay down for." Us. Exactly. Uh, Montoya I, says, to his knowledge, illegal drugs weren't present. I'm just saying, I never personally saw it. To my knowledge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very knowledgeable. I never smelled any cocaine in there, but I tasted it. it smelled. No, he didn't say that. I was just saying. Oh, okay. It's big in Joe. Yeah. Uh, and so you know that. <laughs> oh, you, dude. That, that became like a, a big part of it. I, uh, despite all this, the Cowboys went into the playoffs. They beat the Eagles in, in their first game, and they beat the Packers, and they went to their third Super Bowl in four years. Mm. And it was in Tempe, and uh, Arizona. Tempe, Arizona, not that far from Dallas. If you're flying, but the Cowboys knew what they had to do to win this game. Score more points than the other team. No. Blue methamphetamine. What they had to do was hire 11 stretch limousines to drive 16 hours to bring them women. Yeah, smart. That they could have sex with in the in the in the first week before the Super. You got to blow off all that steam. You got to blow it. Is that off. true? That is absolutely true. In my experience, yeah. <laughs> Doing a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, re- I remember that at a really important softball game. Yeah. <laughs> and I hired a lift. Jerry Jones himself, he brought his own party vehicle, a six bed tour bus that once was owned by Whitney Houston. Oh, so you know there was coke in the couch cushions. <laughs> and as as one guy said, the White House came to Arizona. Damn. Nobody have ever seen anything like it before. <laughs> People said, how many cushions were on the bed? How many how many beds were on the bus? I said, one, not one, not two, not four, maybe upwards of six. <laughs> Called it the White House. <laughs> I did it with Mark Zuckerberg there last week. 
How many faces are in the book? <laughs> Whitney Houston, she was Whitney Dallas. <laughs> and and, and she yeah. said she was every woman. And she was every woman. And nobody talks about her now. <laughs> Bobby Brown. <laughs> yeah, I get Bobby so Brown. emotional. <laughs> Uh, Nate Newton said the police uh, came to to the Cowboys and, and gave them a list of places not to go, and so Nate said he wrote them all down and went there. Jail. Oh my God! Really? Yes. Don't go here. And he went in t- in, in Tempe. Yeah. Fucking hey. But uh, but uh, according to Perlman, uh, no one. One of them was Scottsdale. Those <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, golfer white folks. Don't go there. Uh, Four of them were dorms. No, according to Perlman, no one partied harder than uh, Barry Switzer. Now, are you fucking kidding? Me? Fifty-eight years old, young. He had a two-bedroom suite, and it became a twenty-four-hour party. Now, this is a Switzer suite, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just the table. <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. That's good, John. Uh, John, I gotta give it. To, I gotta hand good. it to you That's there. Pretty good. That's pretty good. That was pretty goddamn good. <laughs> that one hits me. That's good, buddy. It's the Switzer sweet. Mm. Everybody's invited. No, don't get the tip all wet. <laughs> don't put your lips all on it. Uh, Barry Switzer, he, uh, uh, he, um, this is what, uh, uh Sports Illustrated, uh, that is bananas. Michael this Silver says, he says, and he uses this exact phrase, you have to understand the scene. Barry basically decided, okay, this is the only time I've ever, ever been at a Super Bowl and I'm going to live it up. So he called everyone he knew and said, come on, we're all going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Switzer's three children, his girlfriend, uh, and his ex-wife, who is, um, who shared a room with his girlfriend, uh, uh, and also a bunch of his former college players, coaches, and boosters. His kids were there. Yeah. Got they it. all went there. Uh, the end of the week, liquor bill exceeded $100,000. Jesus fucking God. Spent $100,000 on liquor in a week. At a hotel, that's not that I mean, crazy. I don't know. Uh, it is. Yeah. In the 90s, yeah. And then, uh, then he went out dancing. Hmm. And... Uh, just became just was a complete maniac. Forty eight hours before the game started, Switzer hosted a party in his suite, um, where his son, who's a trained classical pianist, uh, played Ray Charles' "What I Say," and 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 and, Char- and, and Switzer uh, changed the lyrics to "Tell your mama, tell your pa, I'm gonna send Jimmy back to Arkansas." Talking about Jimmy Johnson. Mm. Oh, yes, ma'am. Jimmy, don't do right. Don't do right. I'll oh, play it, boy. When you see him in misery because Jimmy's fucking sucks on TV. <laughs> now, yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, play it, boy. Uh, and Son, then, this is what I sired you for. Yeah. Uh, well, he, also, the, the anecdote in the book, uh, Perlman, uh, uh, during one of his son's um, bachelor parties, uh, he brought him to Vegas and hired, um, was it Jerry Jones? I want to say a Switzer. It doesn't matter. One of them hired One a bunch of, of white guys. H- hired a bunch of hustler and uh, um, and penthouse uh, women to uh, to oh, dance and then service everybody there. Hmm. I mean, you guys thought you had a good bachelor party, but um, none of us would have it. Yeah, we've what, never what? had a bachelor. No, party. no, the one. <laughs> 
Do you think we've ever been married, married what you, dude? No, no, not you, but I mean, at, you know, the story. Um, oh, we've been to bachelor yeah. parties. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's we, a great story. We, we've had some time. Great yeah, story. but they're not, I mean, no. No, it's All not right. going to beat the goddamn Dallas Cowboys manager. I didn't say it he's would. fucking all 12 months of the calendar. I didn't say it would. I can't play the piano. Yeah, not yet. what I say? So anyway, the Super Bowl happened and the Cowboys won. Oh. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey. Neil O'Donnell, the Pittsburgh, honestly, dude, fuck they, them, dude. they were way more talented than the Pittsburgh Steelers. You gotta stop the steal. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they scored 10 points in the, in the first quarter. They never looked back. They won 27 to 17. They were the team of the decade. Uh, and then uh, they got to go to the actual White House. <gasps> Wasn't as fun. Again. Well, well they get Big maybe. Macs and stuff. <laughs> Well, there was you. this one I moment. I love that filet of fish. <laughs> there was this one moment where the rookie, uh, rookie tight end Eric Bjornsson, um, Bjornsson, as he was, uh, he was standing at the back of the line. Charles Haley was behind him, and Bjornsson decides to be clever. And uh, Clinton goes in to shake his hand, and Bjornsson instead uh, grabs Clinton's bicep and says, uh, "Hey, man, you're sort of big." And Clinton goes, thanks, guy. Not too bad for an older guy, right? And then Charles Haley leans in and goes, don't listen to him, Mr. President. He's bisexual. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's the over-under on how many guys that Haley fucked? (laughs) The most projecting motherfucker of all time. This guy wants cock like a motherfucker, man. Don't listen to him, Mr. President. He's bisexual. I'll be behind the couch. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) Wow. Oh, God, that's great. I I haven't felt a grip like this since Hillary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not long after that, uh, Michael Irvin was arrested uh, with uh, another... Uh, former teammate uh, uh, with two prostitutes in a uh, Irving, Texas hotel room. Uh, Irving had uh, 10.3 grams of cocaine, more than an ounce of marijuana. Oh, Probably bought an ounce of coke, and then you you, they ba- did a bunch of it. Yeah, well, oh. you gotta balance it out. What's he gonna do? Fucking like go, take a, like a college course? Ten prostitutes wanted it. He's buying in bulk and he's yeah. showing it off to these ladies. Yeah. They've never seen this much in their lives. Yes, yeah. not gonna do it all that night. Uh, six inch tube used for snorting cocaine. Apparently, six inch. Also, two vibrators. Oh, oh no! Yeah. That in Texas, that'll give you a life sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, cheating. When he when he opened the door for the cops, he said, "Do you know who I am?" And they said, "Yes." Come on, and he goes, "So I don't I, have I didn't bring enough coke for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a follow up. <laughs> <laughs> End of list. Yeah, you know who I am. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, then we'll come on in. Did you bring a straw yeah. or? <laughs> uh, and, and then he showed up at the trial with five hundred dollars sunglasses. Gave donuts to the nearby reporters, the and was and was wearing a uh, uh, a mink coat. I believe it was. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes, uh, that's a good way to say that. I'm really sorry about this. Joke. Really sorry. About sorry. What yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of regrets. Um, mainly getting caught. And uh, his his lawyer said to him, he said, "You can't wear that sort of outfit." And Irvin said to his lawyer, "He said, I have a different audience than you." 
Which is what? I don't judge. I don't know. You're on. I don't. Who? Know. Who? Did like 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 anybody who's wrong? Wants. He's wrong. The legions of fans that are like, I hope this guy can sticks it. Come on, he's wrong. So 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 that's you know that's not a that's not a good postseason. Um, that's what I'm saying. What I think about when those guys that I, like I know they come from like abject poverty and like stuff like that. But when they get into that locker room and then it gets on a winning phase, yeah, you can very easily get into this mindset where you're like, I can wear a fucking feather eh, boa. Everybody wants me to win. Like, because like, you want you to win. I mean, he, he, it's but not. Also, like, you just don't, you don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Like, he, I mean, like, you know, he, um, not always making great decisions, you know, pun- punching the ref at the charity basketball game. That's about uh, when he was, uh, in my, when he was, uh, playing at Miami. Uh, he punched a, a lineman in the head after they stepped in front of him in the cafeteria line. Mm. Mm. And so you know, this arrest is largely marked as the final nail in the coffin of, of the Cowboys dynasty. Mm. Um, but I think you could you could arguably argue that um, what happened in 1998, uh, Ir- Irvin would retire in 99 after um, he was injured and, and the doctors determined he had really weak spinal cord and he should never play football again. Jesus. Um, but in 1998, he... Um, Who? Michael Irvin. He was, he was in the locker room uh, waiting to uh, get a haircut. That's where you get your haircut. Uh, you know, you hire a barber and they cut your hair in there. And uh, he was uh, cut in line by uh, a man named Everett McKiver, uh, who is a large man, 6'5", 318. Let him cut. And uh, McKiver, you know, just uh, just hopped in the seat and... Um, Come by here. And, and uh, uh, Irving yells seniority, and McIver doesn't get out. And Irving yells seniority, punk, get the fuck out of my chair. And Ir- McIver says, "I'm almost done. Just give me a few more minutes." He's gonna get there. And uh, Irving tells the bartender, the barber, to to get this man out of this chair. And tell, he says, "Tell his sorry ass to wait his fucking turn. Either I get a cut right now, or nobody does." Uh, another lineman was standing by and he said, uh, yo E, he said, Mick Ever, don't you dare get out of that chair. You're no fucking rookie. He can't tell you what to do. So the barber backs out of the way. Good uh, call. My name is Paul and this is between you. <laughs> McIver stands up and he shoves, uh, Michael Irvin in the chest. Irvin shoves him back or, uh, McIver shoves him, uh, harder. And then, uh, he throws Irvin against the wall and, uh, uh, Leon Lett, one of the, the large men, tried to separate Leon them. Leon is back. And uh, he can't separate them. And uh, McIver punches Irvin in the in the mouth. Leon, your last failure, bro. And uh, then Michael Irvin says, uh, in red, he says uh, afterwards, he says, I lost it. I just lost it. He grabs a pair of scissors and he stabs McIver in the neck. Oh, my Jesus God. Jesus Christ. He's got such a thick neck. And blood shoots all over the room. Uh, and he misses the cardio, uh, carotid. carotid artery by uh, just a couple inches. McGiver Shh. does live. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, Talk shit no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's basically the real end of the. 
<laughs> Cowboys dynasty. Was when he got stabbed in the neck. Yeah, I mean, Irvin would get injured, and 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 Woodson, uh, not Charles Woodson, uh, I forget, Woodson would say that like, oh, we lost uh, kind of our heart. But uh, I think like stabbing a teammate in the neck is kind of like, yeah, the mm-hmm. excess is you know, like, hey, over the, a haircut. Yeah, and the Cowboys, uh, they haven't uh, really been, they haven't made the Super Bowl since. Damn. I mean, nor nor of the Buffalo Bills. Nor so, most yeah, teams. Yeah, most teams. I most teams have not made the Super Bowl since. Yeah. Then. So. Do you think you see where they lost their their spirits or in any particular like? Well, I, I mean, I think part of it. I, I think I think uh, Switzer lasted two. He lasted three seasons. I think he left after the the season after they won the Super Bowl, yeah. and it was just like, okay, well, no one's in control of this team anymore. Any coach you bring in is going to have to answer to Jerry Jones, to Jerry mm. Jones and Michael Irvin. And Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman, yeah, and so they are not going to be in control of this team, and right? So, I mean, I think I think it shows that like the Cowboys, until they got rid of all of those guys, mm-hmm. they weren't able to even uh, yeah. be that good. I think is that the press also like siphons in on like who they like, yeah, the drama. Uh, like adjudicate or like being like you know yeah. who's the like you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the people we respect in this thing. Oh yeah, so it's like. If you're a fucking coach coming in being like, they'll be like, all right, well, anyway. Do you ever watch that show? There was a show on, fuck, I think it was MTV or ESPN. It was called Playmakers. Yeah, yeah. And it was basically like, I guess you could call it entourage for football. Yeah, I was going to say the NFL on steroids, but they already did that in the NFL. Yeah. But but like a narrative? Yeah, it was a scripted series, and they... They could not say NFL, yes, because the NFL would not sign off on it no, because of it was like yeah, it was entourage like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, and it was a very like, you know, uh, I think I think it had like former sports journalists on the writing staff and everything, and like yeah. it was, you know, they had like gay players and players who were drug addicts or like you know yeah. they they were like okay, well let's. Let's do the thing where we know what happens in the league and let's write about it and make a drama yeah. out of it. And um it 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 had like every layer. It had the management, it had journalists, it had yeah. players, it had the players' family and wives and all it's that so, stuff. It's so weird in the way of like uh and it went on one or two seasons. This guy yeah, I think it was an ESPN was trying to do like a They were trying to do their version, you know, like, hey, let's get into yeah. the scripted stuff. Right, yeah. The other thing we say about Unreal, where they call it, it was all the very similar. Yeah, former writers of former, reality shows. Uh producers yeah. of reality shows going like, Oh yeah, we were paid to get them drunk. Get them mad about somebody else, yeah. and then like, and so they did a scripted mm-hmm. show about unscripted TV, right? But in this way, there was a thing with um, football players that was very uh, reminiscent of of uh, the Scotty Bowers thing, where you go like, okay, American football then became uh, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you can't, yeah, yeah, you sure. can't step out of line, you can't be queer, you can't, you know, you're like, you can't do fucked up stuff. You know, it was almost like you can do fucked up stuff except be queer. Yeah. <laughs> like, pretty much do anything but be queer. You just can't yeah. fuck it up. Uh, so it's only like recently that it's like football players coming out because like, dude, they're still. I mean, you fucking dude, know they there's, are. Dude, there's. I mean, it's been, there's been like a fucking handful that have come out. Yeah, yeah. You know, statistically speaking, there are more in there. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they. I mean. It's, it, yeah, it's it's going to happen. It'll be accepted. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think. I mean, you, 
the worst part is is that you need a guy who is like the best player in the NFL. You need Tom to Brady yeah. to come out. Yeah. yeah, Tom Brady does need to come out. It's, I yeah. Look, you just wait. Can't. Is Tom Brady? Is Tom Brady that thing? You no, think, you think, need, oh, you think he's straight for having sex with a supermodel? Yeah, I mean, and siring children. I don't children. know shit about Tom Brady. What the he fuck? He just needs to come out in Matt's mouth. And <laughs> oh my god! No, he's not a patriot anymore, so he can't. <laughs> only, only Bill Belichick. Oh. <laughs> Check, please. Um, is that the end of the story, Matt? That's pretty much the end of the story. Yeah, it's the end of the Cowboys' legacy. I mean, that was that was the dynasty. That was it was so fucking huge when I was like, uh, I guess that's like me, like elementary to middle school. Yeah, for me, it was straight. It was like the heart of elementary school. And everybody had those starter jackets. Everybody had the starter starter jacket. It was like everybody had the starter jacket. It was just the jet. It was they were the bulls of, yeah, of football for that era. It was like, all right, who are the Cowboys going to play in the Super Bowl, and who are the Bulls going to play in the final? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah, very much. Yeah, that I, was. That's, yeah, it's exactly. Except I, they just didn't have Michael Jordan. So because of like my my <laughs> regional thing, it was like starter yeah. jackets were like and uh, Smith, and yeah. uh, it was you know very much uh because hockey was as big as football in Long Island. It was Islanders, Rangers starter jackets. Mm. And then it was just also like oh, you know Bills and and Cowboys. Um, but did, did just as an outsider, can I ask like, did though did the hockey Islanders Rangers uh, that that culture did they it didn't did it have the name recognition of Jordan Aikman. Smith on a locality level, Who, yeah. Who's on those teams? On a, on a, Mario Lemieux. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's Bam. That's Pittsburgh. But yeah, no Lemieux was. Well, it was what Trottier. And no Lemieux the, was Rangers at that point. No, he wasn't. He never played for the Rangers. Mario Lemieux. No, you Mark Messier. Are you uh, saying Lemieux never pl- played for a New York team? No, never played for the Rangers. All Pittsburgh. Mar- Mark Mes- Mark Messier. Why uh, would he say Mario Lemieux if both? I just of, said it. It's a big name. I just said it because he's, it's he's a name. maybe the second greatest. Don't player ask in the my. History. Don't ask why the guy from California who never went to the East Coast before he was twenty eight. If it wasn't said for, Mario Lemieux, if it wasn't for Wayne Gretzky, you you could argue Mario Lemieux is a second. It was the greatest offensive player. But do you player think all of us? That's correct. But why would I even know the name? Well, because he's from. Everyone Pittsburgh. knows the name Mario. He's Pittsburgh. It's Mario Lemieux. Mark Messier. That was the Rangers guy. Yeah, no, Long I, Island, I, what do you I, have? They try to Paul Korea. Uh, you know, in the, in the 80s, the Islanders were, were playing the, the Oilers for, you know, for the Stanley Cup and shit. Love thinking about oil on ice. Uh, well, we were uh, a devil's household, <laughs> uh, and they had a... I was a devil's household, too, You were a devil's man. household. That's why you knew who you was. What the fuck does that mean? Well, because New Jersey, Pennsylvania. That doesn't make any fucking sense at all. They're right next to each other. Uh, I, there was, uh, uh, yeah, there was far more, uh, fierce competition with, uh, the Rangers and, and, and the Devils. First, first Devils Rangers Then the out. Islanders. Oh, by far, by far, by far. Interesting. Um, well, the Devils were good in the 90s. But they were an expansion team. No, but they I were good, like the they New were York, good in I the 90s. Like the, the Jersey Devils were like a 90s team. Like, there wasn't the Jersey Devils. Like, the but, Devils. But they, but they were a 90s. They were good. They, they, they had a young Martin Murder. They had Scott Stevens. They had, uh, yeah, I don't know who else. But Scott Stevens was giving people concussions left and right. You love that. Yeah. And they slowed, they completely ruined hockey for 
seven or eight Hallmark years. Hallmark of a great team. By slowing the game down. Who? The Devils? Yes. How the fuck are you talking about? What are you saying? They ru- Dude, they this put, is not, uh, they put this, oil on we'll the save, puck. Save this for a Patreon. We do <laughs> no, not have time no, no, no. to talk about how the Devils tried to ruin hockey for a decade. Satanic. Yeah. Uh, well, the only reason I, like, it was because my dad moved to the country. He loved hockey. He, in the 1977, he fucking looked at the team at the bottom of the league. It was the New Jersey Devils. That's a good and move. He, and yeah. he was like, I'm, I'm rooting for that, them. That's my team. It. I respect it. It's a good move. Uh, in 77? I think it was 77. The Devils yeah. existed back then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought they were um, uh, the equivalent of the Colorado Rockies for baseball. I thought that they were. Well, I mean, they, no, no, no. It wasn't that much later. No. Oh, okay. My, I mean, my they mistake. could have been, but at that time, you know. Oh, and they sure. were also uh, straight up by the Middlelands with, uh, you know, like the Giants. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like the Swamp. Like you could walk right over there, you know. Mm. It was it was uh, swamp it up, swamp. you know. Swamp's good for you. Yeah. But yeah, uh the Cowboys were severe. It was a thing where you I remember like, you know, people going to school and being like we what, wear you're, the you're, you're, what you're a fucking Cowboys fan? What the fuck are you talking? What the fuck do you know about Dallas, you fucking uh, shithead? Yeah, you just like winners. They didn't even have a TV show. Yeah. Like it was just like they, just, they want to root for the winners. Uh yeah. But yeah. It's America's team, dude. Mm-hmm. But it was far more competitive where I grew up with with co- hockey and and much more regional. But yeah, it was just thing where you're like some kid that's like a fucking Cowboys fan. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Do you think? No, it happened in Western Mass too. It happened. It's everywhere. a fashion statement. It, happened, it becomes a fashion statement. It ha- happened everywhere. Same with yeah. the Confederate flag, dude. It's fucking same thing. Kids wearing the, Bass Pro Shop hats now. You know, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to piss you off, Matt. But it's also the same thing with the the Yankee logo. Oh, absolutely. Anybody yeah, Matt Fred Durst. Everything you went to a Yankee game. Oh my game. god, yeah. No, fucking, they don't give a shit about the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. I do. Hmm. Matt, it was a great profile. Thank you. Great. I thought I you, I thought the, you would, I I thought you would enjoy the Absolutely that, loved it. trip the, down memory lane, man. The Boy. excess. The cocaine. God, it's just a penis you can put on someone's big shoulder. Dicks. You just yeah. really just leave it. Mind you guys, it's like a boa constrictor. The sexy steward. Gonna have a meeting, yeah. we start jerking off. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we could do that here. Is you know It's a soundproof but not smell proof room. Oh, and you know, John's got the smelly. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. I started that. You fucking He's this George Washington Carver. Smelly nut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi. Very good. Very good. All right. I'm going to say good night. I love you. My name is John Fahey. I'm Aaron Peter. Matt Brousseau. Good night, everybody. We love you. Podcast Network.